And so good to have you tonight in the house of the Lord. We're going to try to finish the series on obedience. Of course, there's so much more I could have covered. But tonight we're going to try to cover about parents, employers, and government. Remember, the most important ingredient, this is lesson four. This is lesson four. It is important at times that we all receive teaching. It's not all just preaching and just, you know, trying to stay, wow, man, I can't, man, that's so exciting. There's times that we have to sit and listen and focus and receive instruction. In fact, obedience hinges on it. It's hard to obey if you're not listening to the instructions. I'm going to be reading over in Ephesians chapter number 6, verses 1, 2, and 3. I like that. I'm going to get back to that before I get into tonight's lesson. It is about obedience, but we're going to stay with that instructions for a little bit. Verse 1, chapter 6 in the book of Ephesians. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. You may be seated. Again, we're talking about the most important ingredient, lesson four, obedience. Things that we must have in obedience. And I think one of the things is we've got to listen to the command. Instruction. I find in today's society, our children and our young people, and even adults, you have to tell them three or four times to do something before you get their attention. By then, everybody is frustrated. I don't want the Lord to have to tell me three or four times to get my attention. I want to be able to be listening, focusing, and when he tells me one time, I want to say, yes, sir. Amen. And so something has got to change in our lives and in our home. And this is what I'd like to put out to you. This is not in my notes. The Lord is just leading me for your consideration. I think in this technology age, most of our children, our young people, and even adults are so involved with video games or even wholesome videos. Some of you may even turn the TV on and just sit there and no matter what's coming on, you're just sitting there. What's happening is these things are going out and they're really causing you a hard time to pay attention and focus. It messes with your mind, especially video games. Video games, what happens is it's kind of like the cell phone now. You remember when you first started trying to learn to text? Some of you are still there, I know. But, you know, it was like, and now it's, come on, phone, get going. You see, that's the same thing with these things we set before us. 
At first, it may be a little difficult, but pretty soon you you can't have it fast enough. Right. It's like the computer. Remember the old computers for some of us? Right. You know, they were big, you know? And you just waited because you knew it was going to be a while. Now it's, what's taking you so long? You know, it's like maybe 10 seconds. You know, it's downloading. Oh, my goodness. Go fix a sandwich. You know, it may only be five minutes or something. But the point is, when we're trying to work on the computer now, we're faster than the computer. And what that does is, that gets us impatient. And we cannot sit for any length of time and listen to instruction. And the world today is giving, even adults, medicine to help them slow down. When I think if we would just curb some things and remove some things, it may help us without the meds. May help us without the meds. I'm serious now. I'm not just saying that I'm serious. You don't realize what's happening to you sitting in front of a computer screen for eight or nine hours or playing video games for three or four hours. You don't know what... I mean, you're just going like this. You don't even pay attention to what's going on around you. Somebody can come in and say, Titus! And they, you know, you don't even budge. Titus! What if the Lord has to do that? I'm glad Samuel wasn't that way. Right. Now, he didn't recognize the voice right away, but he heard it right away. That's the way I want to be. I want to hear instruction. And I think that that is one of the major problems between parents and children, or grandparents and grandchildren, is that the children have gotten conditioned to a place to where they're no longer focusing on what the parent or grandparent is saying. Their mind is going so fast with other things that they're doing, and they probably don't mean to be disobedient for the most part. Some of them, you know, you know they are. But some of them, they probably didn't even hear you. And so, we're not, I'm not, I'm not used to that. When I was growing up, I heard my father the first time. <laughs> but nowadays, really and truly, I, I hope you can identify with me. You have to tell someone a half a dozen times. And then... They'll be going to do it and forget what they were doing. Because their mind, their mind is still engaged in what they were doing. That's one of the biggest problems in school. And now because of COVID, what is the school district doing? What is the school? They're doing what they think they have to. I understand all that. But what they're doing, they're sitting a student in front of a computer... And all of that radiation and stuff is going out, and they're doing like this, and they're really just going through the motion. So this wasn't in my notes, but the Lord brought it, and I think it's very important as we go in to children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Now, I want to cover a very, very sensitive topic even though it shouldn't be, but it is, okay? In today's society, families 
may not be nuclear. In other words, it may not be mother and father with children that are biologically theirs, okay? That's what that term means. But it's blended, and I've taught a series on blended family. And I have run into I don't know how many situations in the 20 plus years that my wife and I have been at New Life because you have this disagreement here in the home. You can read in the scripture and you can see where there's father-in-law and mother-in-law. There's even stepchildren and step-parent. This applies to whoever that adult is in the home. Children, obey them for it is pleasing unto God. Now, we're not covering the next verse, but you need to read some other verses here too. And I, I want to I bring that out. It does say parents don't, or fathers, but parents, don't provoke your children to wrath. And so if we're not careful, the children say, oh, you're just provoking me. Well, uh, no, if you would have done it the first time, we wouldn't be hitting the head right now. We wouldn't be. And I'm going to tell you, being head to head really don't solve anything. Right. Amen. It really doesn't. So, you know, God didn't call me to parent anybody else's children. All right? But through the scripture, there has to be some type of correction. Amen. There has to be. You have to pray about it, talk about it, and decide on what you do. All right? Because, listen, obedience is better than anything we can do for Jesus. And we've got to set that in the home if we want our home blessed. Yes, but if we're not careful, and I, and I sense this, and I sense this, especially fathers, you are not the king there. You are not to exercise lordship. You are to be an example. But ladies, at the same time, you are also to be submissive. That doesn't mean, okay, honey, I want a second helping. Could you? I know you're still eating, but you just stop what that doesn't mean that. That's right. You love her as Christ loved the church and gave himself. Amen. And, and so, but there has to be a team there. Where the children, because if they're not taught this at home. They will not receive it when they have children. They won't. They'll get the same thing they sow. Again, this is for your consideration. You're going to have to pray about it. We're all guilty. I'm guilty. You're guilty. Sometimes we spend too much time talking. In other words, arguing. Y'all need to be quiet now, okay? Or I'm going to separate you, all right? Arguing, who can I use? Like, yeah, okay. Here's my son right here. He's tall for his age. He's only eight. Would you go do this? No. Come on, come on, come on, go do this. No, come on, go. That's what we do. What is that? You know, we're enabling him to continue to argue. What we ought to do, what I ought to do, and I need work too. Go do that. No. All right. Let me go in your room and see what I can get. That's right. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Yeah. No more. I'm not going. I, I, I asked you one time. 
Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, there's there's some games. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's your favorite toy. It's now going to my room. Hey. Now, old school would have been, we're not talking no more. You're going you're gonna to assume the position. That's why my father just told me one time. Amen. <laughs> I'm not advocating that to you as parents. You have to, you have, but something, why is it we do it, I do it, okay? What are we teaching them? What are we teaching? We're teaching them they've got the advantage, they can keep talking and arguing, and nothing will be done until somebody gets mad. Both people. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to help you tonight. The children don't like it, but I'm trying to help you tonight. And really, I'm trying to help them. Because for some reason, we are in this era where, oh, poor baby. Oh, I, I don't want to deprive them because I didn't have nothing growing up. What a lie. Now, now we might not have the new things that they had, but we had some things. Oh, I, I feel so bad they want to sleep without their favorite toy in the room. And then I can't sleep. All we're doing is hurting them. And it gets to a point when they reach a certain age, it's too late. And, and, and while I'm on this subject, you're hurting yourself. This is for your consideration to automatically give children cell phones. That's right. Now, I understand if they're taking a trip or something, there may be circumstances where they need one. But just to have one? Why? I think I developed pretty good without a cell phone. All you're doing is causing problems of them getting on the phone and doing things and talking when you have no clue what they're talking about. And you're making them feel like unequal. And then when you say, give me the phone, oh, you have World War III. That's right. Yeah. Amen. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is well-pleasing. This is right. Now, we're going to the next scripture, I believe in Colossians 3 and 20. Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing. And it doesn't work to say, and I know some of you probably have done this. The Bible says, you got to obey me. You have to somehow ingrain in them obedience by your example. And how you work together as parents.
This is a very valuable lesson. We need it today in our society. We really do. Our society is a very disobedient society. We're a society that we don't want any rules. We don't want the line to be drawn. I want to do what I want to do, and you're going to like it. That's where we're at. But that's not scripture. And so remember, this commandment, this is one of the first commandments, or a commandment with promise that we can live long upon the earth of how you're being. And let me tell you something. Your children watch you. They watch you. How do you respond to your pastor? How do you respond to police officers? How do you respond to others of authority? How are you responding? What are you saying? That's right. You don't realize that, that you're planting seeds, if you're not careful, of disrespect and disobedience. What we try to get in the habit with the police officers, especially when we see one, there's our friend. Some of you may not say it like that. You know. What are you sowing? What, what are you creating? We are what our environment is. Amen. So I want my environment to be of the Lord. I could go on a little bit more, but I think you're understanding. It takes work. It starts with everyone, including me. I need to be obedient to the Word of God. I need to be obedient to God. I need to be obedient to our bishop. I need to be obedient to those that have the rule over me, like magistrates, and we're going to cover that. If I had a secular job, I would need to be obedient there. Amen. Now, we're going to look at employer or master. Colossians 3, 22 through 25. Let's read this. Servants, obey in all things, your masters according to the flesh. Now, this is in no way condoning slavery. That's right. But at the time, there were servants. At the time, there were people that may have been indentured. In other words, they got into debt and now they were working. The Jewish, you know, every so often, I think it was seven years, they were set free, their lands given back, and so forth and so on. But the problem is here, it says servants. So we can take this now as employees. Yes, right. Because as employees, you are the servants of that occupation. Right. Where has service went? Right. Right. I mean, really, when, when you go to a restaurant, you, it's, it's hard to find. Is it because we also, our reaction is not what it should be? It's important that we obey our employer. According to the flesh, remember we've already covered your pastor. This is a boss. This is a boss. Okay? Not with eye service. Uh -huh. as pleasers. Like, like, like being a yes person. I take care of that. 
and then you don't have no attention to it. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. You know. Anybody don't want to come on? Sometimes we do that with God. Yes. Right. But in singleness of not heart, as men pleasers. But in singleness of heart, uh -huh. fearing God. Because really, you're doing it to the Lord. Because God gave you that job. down, the enemy would have no force anywhere, anything he's got over us, because we would simply obey the word and have victory all the time. Amen. 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 And whatsoever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord. Okay. Anybody fries chicken around here? I'm talking about in the in do you do it for a living? No, I'm talking about doing it for a living. You got a boss that's watching you batter that chicken, put it down in the hot breeze. Whatever you do, whatever you do, you're frying chicken or French fries or flipping burgers, whatever you're doing. God, I'm doing this for you. And not unto men. And not unto men. Knowing that of the Lord, you shall receive the reward of the inheritance. The Lord will see your heart, your obedience, and reward you. Right. Okay, that didn't, that didn't go over some of those that are working out there. You know? That's what the Bible says here. For ye serve the Lord Christ. Uh-huh. But he that doeth wrong shall receive for the wrong which he hath done. And there is no respect of persons. Amen. Contrary to what the world may think or Christendom may speak, God is still a God that believes in spankings. He does not withhold. I'll say it this way. The switch. If I need it. And he doesn't miss. And he doesn't do it in anger. Amen. He does it for my good. That's right. That's right. Obedience leads to a structured life. Right. And a structured life, hear me young people, wow. and a structured life gives you peace and contentment yeah. because you know your parameter. Yeah. It's when we don't have that, when we're up and down, left and right, when we begin to get frustrated and lost. Praise the Lord. God's word is parameters. Praise God. We're going to talk about government now. Titus 3.1 Put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work. Oh, wow. Boys, you're separated. I love you both, but you need to separate. You get over here, Titus. All right, praise the Lord. Government. That means. City ordinances, 
that means laws of the land. I'm not saying when they're contrary to the word of God, but I'm saying most of the laws are not. That means paying taxes, paying debts. That means treating the police officer who just got you and you knew you were speeding. That's right. <laughs> I know somebody real close to me. I don't think she's in here, but she just got stopped. That's what they're supposed to do. Right. Why is it a surprise? They're doing what we're paying them to do. For government. Whether I agree with everything or not, I'm glad for government. Amen. Of course, I live in the U.S. Someone else, somewhere else may not be as glad. But the Word of God is still the Word of God. Again, as long as it doesn't violate the Word of the Lord. And so, when you look at this, that means if you need insurance for your vehicle because it's the law. Well, that's what pastors do. They get where you live. That means having a driver's license if you're going to drive a vehicle that's current. People probably do not give tithes either. Right. Amen. That's right. Because whatever I'm doing, whether it be pastor, parents, grandparents, lawyer, and that goes that goes for a foreman too. A supervisor. And those of you that are self-employed, it goes for your homeowner that you're working for. Right. Yeah. Whatever I'm doing, I'm doing it unto the Lord, and I need to do it hard. Yeah. Because he's looking at me. And everything I do, everything I say, I got to be sure that it's under the blood of Jesus. If not, it's going to be recalled. That's right. 
And that means on income tax, which next month is the deadline, I believe. That means I need to do my very best to fill it out correctly. The most important ingredient with my walk with God is obedience. Obedience will have you repent. Obedience will have you baptized in Jesus' name. Obedience will have you seek the Holy Ghost. Obedience will have you read the Word of God. Obedience will have you pray. Obedience will have you worshiping. Obedience will have you responding. Obedience is everything with God. The Lord bless you tonight. The Lord help us to be obedient. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord.